Hello, and welcome to this podcast that you've downloaded. Again, knocking it together slightly later, because it's the whole new way of trying to work, doing this different show and having a little baby. And at some point, we will get... His name's Rory. We will get him on the show, because he's probably... What is it now? Three months. So he's almost the same sort of level of some of the comedy that we do. So we'll get speaking to him, not in today's episode, um, although there might be a special extra thing left for you at the end. We'll find out when you listen to the stuff we got up to during the radio show. Enjoy. So welcome along. I'm Stephen Allen. How was your weekend? That's not the phone in today. That would be ridiculous, but it would have been better than some. I did notice over the weekend there were pictures of newlyweds Andy Carroll and Billy Mucklow. He's the footballer who was caught in a three-in-a-bed romp on the stag do, and it seems that their honeymoon period isn't what you'd normally expect from a honeymoon period. They don't look very happy together. They, they say, uh, like, two's company, three's a crowd. Uh, those two do not look like they're in good company, but that's not what we're here to talk about. On the show today, we will be facing issues like the cost of milk. Ugh, even milk. And we'll be talking about ways in which you can shop and ghosts get mentioned. And we're talking milk. Milk. Because you know how the cost of living crisis gets mentioned all the time. Well, it's hitting milk. Because, look, we, we, petrol, you expect it to be expensive. These days, it is so re- it's so expensive to go anywhere in a car... But it's not as if you can really go on a train because the strikes and you couldn't fly anywhere. Just, so actually, yeah, you're going to have to pay for it. But milk used to be a nice little drink. Now milk prices have shot up by 17.4% since the start of the year. A four-pint bottle from a supermarket-owned label milk, the most popular size, has an average of £1.29 in mid-May, uh, up from pound fifteen at the start of the year. Oh, not the milk. So here's the problem. There are alternatives when it comes to uh, milk. I mean, there are alternatives when it comes to petrol, diesel, but you can't just swap in the middle of having a certain car, can you? However, you know that your milk alternatives, they tend to be oat milk and um, almond milk, coconut milk. Coconut's a bit different. I used to have heard of that. But the other milks, I didn't realise you could milk these things. There was a campaign in America by dairy farmers to stop them using the word milk for those other products. Which I kind of makes sense. If you don't milk it, it's not milk, is it? But the farmers in America wanted um, wanted it to be legally recognised that the other product should be called nut juice. I'm not on. No, I'm not on board with that. You had me up until that stage. But of course, you know that me and the missus recently had a little baby. He's doing all right. It does mean that our fridge is somewhat overstocked with milk. And ordinarily, I wouldn't, but. One pound twenty, what was it? One pound twenty-nine for a four pint. Every so often, you think I quite fancy a cappuccino. I don't quite feel. Like, I've not been brave enough yet. All I'm saying is, everyone's got their price, and one pound twenty-nine is getting pretty close to mine. Now, on the way, shortly. Yeah, we'll get Larry on, but we were talking about the cost of milk and whether I should jump into the fridge and get some of the free stuff that's in there. Not the office fridge, the one at home. Um, Because we've got a young child and there seems to be lots of milk in there. It seems to be off-brand, but not really going for it. You can't, because he might need it. But there is is some good news when it comes to the cost of living crisis and all of that stuff. Uh, Yes, everything's getting more expensive. But according to a piece of research, items that are normally considered bad for you, unhealthy foods, they're getting more expensive too, but at a slower rate than wages are going up and other costs are going up. 
which means, like seasonally adjusted and all that, in real terms, it's getting cheaper to eat badly. Oh, I've never felt so ahead of the curve. Oh, my word. This, I mean, this is what I've been practicing for all these years. So it might not be good for me, but I have done the research over the weekend to see what happens if you have a lot of cakes, you have some flapjacks. All of these are technically sin foods. They're going up in price, but they're not as expensive as milk. What happens if you have, uh, what did I have? Summer pudding over the weekend. And it turns out you gain weight. But the interesting thing is, because I've mentioned them on radio now, they're technically tax deductible. It's double win, isn't it? It's Larry. Hello. Hey, Stevie. Larry, what have you got for us this time? You know, comedian Rowan Atkinson. Ah, yes. Blackadder. I love that growing up. Johnny English. And of course, Mr. Bean. Oh, I like Mr. Bean the best. Yeah, silent comedy's great. You should try that. But I'm on radio. If I go silent, no one will hear anything. I know. Seriously, try it. Thank you. Thank you for saying that. So what were you on about? Rowan Atkinson said that he rarely laughs when he watches his own comedy. Really? And yet it is such classic stuff, but I, I suppose he's heard it all before. Do you ever laugh at your own jokes, Stevie? Well, on Ministry of Offence on the TV show, we make a lot of it up as we go along, so sometimes I say something that tickles me, yeah. Oh, well, at least there's one person laughing. I knew it was going to go like this. I knew it. Listen, thank you for the update. We'll speak soon. OK, doodles. We're talking a lot these days about cost of living crisis. There's a double hitter. Something you can do that reduces your carbon footprint and also possibly the cost of things. There's a buy local plan. I mean, it's impacting loads of uh, different areas. For example, in the papers, schools and the military are being urged to source half of their uh, supplies locally. I imagine that's food supplies for the military. Not, you know, go and see what kind of bullets you can buy. I imagine there's not a lot of local producers. But from British producers, schools should be getting um, their their produce. It's not milk these days, is it? You don't have that school anymore. Someone sort that out. But also uh, trying to get food for the military sourced locally. I totally agree. And, I mean, is the word hero too big for me? Probably. But I, I do something to try and make sure that my impact on this planet is not too big. When it comes to food miles, I always make sure... I know, this is very big of me. I always make sure I order from the geographically nearest takeaway. Yes, in part because it makes it cheaper for the cost, but it's not about that. It's about saving the planet. You're welcome, planet. You're welcome. Have you ever thought about not just the location of your shops, which is what we talked about earlier, but the name of them? Because that's in, been in the news about funny place names or shop names. Um, Perky Blenders is the funniest name for a shop, according to a survey. Is it? I mean, it's all right. I guess it's a bit like Peaky Blinders, but if you don't watch the show, you don't really get the joke. But Perky Blenders. The specialist coffee uh, roasting chain with three in East London beat off 1,500 other entries. Wow. I, there's a place in Tunbridge Wells called A Fine Grind. I went there a few times till I realised it was just a coffee shop. <clears throat> the specialist coffee chain is in the poll. The second was <laughs> Tyler's Grout of This World in uh, Haverhill in Suffolk. Third was in Edinburgh, a personal shopper called Satisfaction. Oh, I feel quite ill after that one. Um, the, let's have a look. The insurers simply business quizzed 4,500 members. And Perky Blenders uh, was at the top of the list. 
So what I thought, if you've ever seen a good pun shop name, we can do it as tomorrow as any other business. As a slight spin-off, I know I'm doing the spin-offs before we've even got all the stuff in order. But I tweeted about this at time1075 uh, underscore FM for your tweets, but I posted it on my at Mr. Stephen Allen. You know how I like an energy drink. I, you know, I know they're not good for you, but there are worse things in this world. Come on. I get to, I wrote a newspaper column this week about smoking. It's made me feel really smug. I don't do that so I can get away with all the other things that I do. However, my fondness for the uh, energy drink was somewhat put off. I, I like a Red Bull. I like a Monster. I like a, uh, what's the other one that I do? can't remember now. But I was in a shop yesterday and I thought, oh, I, just, I could do with my little boost. And I went in and found a Rockstar, sugar-free one, of course, but it's called Revolt Energy. Someone actually had a branding meeting, came up with the word Revolt. Oh, that means, like, uh, pushing back against the system, yeah. Anyone got any reason why we shouldn't call a drink Revolt? Anyone Google the word to find out if it has other definitions? No? Okay, let's go with it. Rockstar Revolt Energy. I've got to be honest, it didn't taste bad. Or the name of it lowered my expectations so far down that uh, maybe it is clever. Maybe it is clever. Forget that. Trying to cover all of the important news, which I think has to include this one. A ghost at a haunted pub won't let the owners turn off the lights until they say, Night, Juliet. And there's a lot to unpack in this story. First, we need to presume that ghosts exist. All right. And then it's in a pub. And it always seems that it, ghosts are in pubs. There's always a story in there. Then again, the issue of it not like letting you turn off the lights until you say night, Julie. I mean, I'm more inclined that someone's got in and hacked your Siri. Someone's got into your Google Home and they've changed the settings on it. But anyway, from last orders to last rites, it says in the paper, there have been some spooky goings on behind the bar at the Old Ferry Boat in St. Ives. It's reportedly the work of a teenage girl who died more than 900 years ago. How does she even know what lights are? I think that's a very good question, although the bigger question is, do ghosts exist? Um, The spooky tales that revolve around this place in Cambridgeshire, uh, despite the uh, idyllic appearance, it's rumoured to be one of the country's most haunted places. They're always in pubs, aren't they? Ghosts are always in pubs. You can see ghosts of the future happening... Like, if you just look at a Weatherspoons and then wait until they come back again, it's exactly the same gaunt look on their face. So apparently, uh, if you want to turn off the lights in this pub... um, the local girl, Juliet Chewsley, means that you need to say goodnight to her before she'll let it happen. Well, to find out more about the many questions we have about this, I'm joined on the line by someone who can actually communicate with ghosts. Hello. Oh, hello, Steve. Thank you for joining me. So, you're a medium. Well, I put on some weight during lockdown. What's that going to do with it anyway, you cheeky little No, thing? I mean you can communicate with the dead. Oh, are you going to ask me to help out with your stand-up comedy audiences? Yeah, it's very funny. But if you can commune with those who have passed, I wonder if you could help us get to the bottom of an issue. OK, Steve, love, I'll see what I can do for you. Are there any ghosts with you now? Hang on. Is there anybody there? Is there anybody there? Oh, I sound like you doing your radio show. Uh. What have I ever done to upset this guy? Hang, hang on, Steve. I'm getting something. Ooh, he says he passed away a few years ago. He's trapped in this realm... And he spends his time haunting. Brilliant. That's exactly the kind of ghost I want to ask. Can you ask for me, why do they always seem to haunt pubs? He wants to know why you ghosts always haunt pubs. He, always, he says... He says... Yeah? He says it's because they're one of the few places that's licensed for spirits. 
Oh, forget it. We'll move on. So that's the radio show done for another day. You can subscribe to wherever you found this. You can tweet me at Mr. Stephen Allen. You can also watch the Ministry of Offence on the TV. Well, actually, you've missed it on TV now because it goes out Saturday at 8. So it's on YouTube. So what you can do is track it down on YouTube. There'll be... You know how to use the internet. Here's a clip from this week's episode. Hello and welcome to Ministry of Offence, the show that is as badly behaved as a prince. Thankfully, I mean Louis, not Andrew. <laughs> I'm your host, Stephen Allen, and I'm going to start with a quick recap of the news you might have missed this week. Boris Johnson has survived a vote of no confidence. However, many believe it's only a matter of time before he announces he's leaving the job to spend more time with his families. <laughs> it's a result that made even Boris question the judgment of his two usual advisers, his left testicle and his right testicle. <laughs> Ironic that he should look so haunted after these years of him putting the willies up. Actually, we're better than that joke. <laughs> the government is trialling a four-day week. It's a sound theory that people will be better equipped to face the rigours of the working week if they start it with a three-day hangover rather than just the two. <laughs> Good news for anyone who wants to be more productive with their personal time. It means they can spend their days scratching their nuts in front of Judge Rinder. That's what I do. And I don't mean the TV show. Watch the whole episode if you'd like to find out more. We'll be back with another podcast soon. Till then, bye.